is I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Well, hello, hello, hello. I hope and pray that whoever is listening to me tonight, that you are well, that you're good, that you're at least okay. All right? I am always happy to be back on the air with you. Happy to be live. Um, If you've listened to me for any length of time, you know that I usually will catch you up. I'll let you know what I've been up to. And it's not hard to figure out, but we just had a holiday break, okay? So because of the nativity season, the Hanukkah season, the New Year, um, the station and myself took some time off. I am so thankful when I get to have that time off because even when I'm not on the air with you all, my schedule stays pretty full. So during that time, I actually took some real time off, got to go see my girls again, visit them, enjoyed uh, family. It just blesses me to be with my family. Um, We feasted. We did some caroling. I actually have desired to do caroling for years, like more than 20 years. That was something that my departed husband did not want to do. That was something I could not get him to do with me. (laughs) Um, We did do it once. Um, I just remembered we did do it once um, with a ministry that we were involved with briefly, uh, I can't remember what year was that. I want to say maybe 2017 or somewhere in there. We were in front of a Walmart, and we, us and the pastor and his wife and their kids and another couple, we had us some hot cocoa and some goodies, and, you know, we gave away uh, ministry information and tracts, and we sang um, carols. And so I did get to do it once. I finally got my honey to do it once with me. But um, I got to do it with my girls, and it was so special. It was so special. So I did that, and I actually had a speaking engagement over uh, during that time, too, on um, what people call Christmas Eve, the 24th of December. I actually was honored to speak to uh, people of God in Nigeria a pastor that I've been in uh, communication with for a little over a year now, asked me to go on Facebook with him and um, speak to the people of Nigeria about um, praising God in the midst of trials. So if any of you 
would like to check that out, you can just go over to our Facebook page, Equipping the Saints Ministries Facebook page. It is um, accessible on our show page. Most of you don't listen to me live, but if you go to the actual show page, you can see the link to our Facebook page, and you can find it, you know, going to our Facebook page and and looking for it. Um, if you're pretty sharp with Facebook, you can find it without going to the show page. But I have had people tell me that they did have a hard time for some reason finding it on their own. Facebook um, put me... They they restricted my account uh, a couple of years ago, and they've never unrestricted it, so some people do have a hard time finding it on their own. But anyway, anyway, that's what I've been up to. So even when I'm not live with you, it's because I'm really busy, and I am always about my father's business. I am always thinking of you and the ministry, the radio ministry, okay? And I hope you enjoy the Messiah's Tribute, if you did tune in, because that is kind of like one of our annual favorites. The Messiah's Tribute is what we played while we were gone. So, what do I have in store for you tonight? I had a demanding day, and I didn't have a lot of time to put my thoughts down on paper, but these are things that I have been hearing about, following, um, thinking about, and even praying about since they all began to unfold, since they all, you know, hit the fan, so to speak, okay? One, I've talked to you all about this uh, scandal this um these sexual abuse allegations um they were they were classified or termed to be more of spiritual abuse at first um prophetic how did the how did the lady put it prophetic manipulation one of the accusers uh they found after a preliminary or an initial report was from like 26 years ago. This is um, involving a ministry called the International House of uh, Prayer, IHOP for short. I've been talking about this, and I actually read from the, the report the last time that I was live um, because there was... Uh, you know some some new information i i guess you could say but since then there's been more information so i'm going to give you the update on that okay um of course if anybody is paying attention to the news whatsoever um especially on places like facebook and i think it's becoming more widespread but it has been more on Facebook and YouTube. Um, mainstream media, I don't think, has been covering it as much. Um, for some reason, they seem to want to stay away from it. But there's another scandal and allegations regarding a very prominent, well-known bishop okay, of a ministry called the Potter's House. And the bishop's name is T.D. Jakes, for any of you that don't know him or know of him. And then, of course, 
unless you're just clueless and can care less about the news, then um, you should know that there's a major development going on concerning the Epstein Island scandal and Oh, my goodness. I don't even want to call that a scandal. To me, that is pure, sadistic, and demonic what is being um, alleged and uncovered and talked about, the things that are associated with that island and the man, Epstein, who reportedly um, ended up in jail or jail or prison or one or the other, and there's controversy over whether or not he committed suicide or whether he was actually murdered because of the ramifications if the names got out of people that were frequenting his island. And so now supposedly... This list has been uh, released to a point anyway, depending on who you listen to. Some people are saying that the list was released and some of the names were concealed or called, you know, things like code names. And then I guess there were some battles and struggles about that and saying that it should not be um, private or confidential. And so now there's talk about it being released again and probably more thoroughly, and I guess some people are pushing back and what, what, what. But anyway, the title of my program tonight is going to be Scandal Can Be Traumatic. Coming from and being loyal to our mission, our mission is not to gossip. Our mission is not to... um, condemn. Um, The scriptures do tell us that all of us are condemned already, that the Lord said he did not come to condemn us because we are already condemned until or unless we have been born again. We're all condemned, so I don't need to condemn anyone, anybody that is not born again and living for the Lord is already condemned according to scripture. So our mission is not to um, just, you know, um, get a reaction. I've been noticing a lot of, a lot of ministers and pastors and YouTubers and podcasters or whatever you want to call, even conservative people that um, I see on Facebook, they're all starting a a lot of their topics with the shocking this and the shocking that, and you're going to be shocked. And and it started to really irritate me. It started to really bother me because I think that many of them are, are using these horrible, horrific situations for their shock appeal, for their shock appeal. And when I released my first book, The Story of Me, in 2004, though I knew some of it would be shocking, I 
whenever I had the opportunity to talk about it, I made it clear that I did not, I did not publish that very personal story for shock appeal. For shock appeal. Okay? No. Oh, there's the break. I wasn't even paying attention. I'll be back, you guys. a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness, to create soldiers for the army of the Lord, and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72 Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. people I'm back and I need to do a better job of paying attention to the cues I just don't do good at that <laughs> but as I was saying before I went to break I did not release my very personal very traumatic life story for shock appeal 
okay, I released that personal story so that it can benefit, help, bless, encourage somebody else. And I personally can't stand it when people tell stories purely for shock appeal, to shock, to shock, because you know what? To me, that is traumatic. That causes people, shock is traumatic, okay? Of course, shock can be a good thing if you're, like, trying to resuscitate somebody's heart or something. But just in general, shock is traumatic to a point. Okay, and so I began to see everywhere I looked the shocking story about T.D. Jakes that you're not going to believe or the shocking uh, truth about this, the shocking truth about that. So I'm letting you know right now, I am not discussing these issues to shock you, okay? Staying true to our mission, I am discussing these issues because I know that even for me, when I hear about some of these things, that it that it bothers me, it affects me, it stirs my emotions, it stirs anger, sometimes it stirs me to tears, sometimes it just stirs up a you know an indignation or desire to you know, make a stand, so to speak. So it affects people. These things affect people. If you're just a messy person and you just like to hear mess and thrive on mess, then I'm sad for you. I'm sad for you because that, to me, is not what this is all about. But the IHOP story, the Potter's House slash T.D. Jake's, He's the, he's the, he, he was, I, as a matter of fact, I believe last I knew he was supposedly stepping down from being the senior pastor and going to let his daughter uh, take over the reins and him remain a part of it. But he's known for founding the Potter's House. And then, of course, the Epstein Island has nothing to do with church or ministry it's a secular, worldly, um, I don't even know if I should call it an institution, um, whatever, it, whatever it was, it was purely sadistic, satanic, <laughs> demonic, they all mean the same thing. And the all, all three of them, what they have in common is sexual abuse allegations of sexual abuse or actual sexual abuse to the worst degree, to the worst degree. What do we define sexual abuse as in this program? I define sexual abuse as misuse of of the sex act, using our bodies to do anything outside of what God ordained them for. Okay, God created the act of coming together, of knowing one another. That's how the Bible describes sex is he knew his wife and he knew uh, and she knew her husband. So the act of physically coming together, joining, becoming one, having sex is something that God created and 
It's intended to be enjoyed. It's intended for procreation. It's intended to be a beautiful thing. Within it is the essence and the potential for life, life, fulfillment, affection, so many wonderful things. So anything that a person does outside of the way God designed it to be is sexual abuse. Adultery is sexual abuse. Fornication, which is sex outside of marriage, is sexual abuse. Certainly, pedophilia, adults having sexual relations with children is certainly sexual abuse. Pornography is sexual abuse. Um, I don't know if any minors are listening, so I apologize if this is graphic and you should be asking your parents or your parents should be making sure it's okay for you if you are listening. Um, But all of these types of things, um, same-sex involvement, uh, sex change operations, um, anything that is being done outside of the way God intended for it to be sexually is sexual abuse. That's our definition. That's the definition that the Lord gave me when he had me write my second book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse. So I'm actually getting ready to print the update <clears throat> the update on the IHOP situation so I can read to you some of that. Give me one second here. Nine, I think that is. Is that nine or eight? I think it was one through nine. I'm going to print that on the break so I don't make a bunch of noise. Um, the Potter's House, let me just kind of talk a little bit about that and then read the most recent um, article that I found where it states in this article that T.D. Jakes denies recent sex-based allegations. So I'm going to give you what the allegations have been and then his explanation. And then I'm going to give you the biblical perspective of it, okay? Because I think that it's important for me, for you, for anybody to look at this the way God looks at it. It's not up to us to form our own opinions. It's not up to us to, you know, um, be judge and jury per se, but we're supposed to make our judgments about things, form our opinions about things based on what God classifies as right and wrong, what God says is righteous, what God says is evil, what God loves, what God hates. That's what uh, we are supposed to do as believers, okay? And why is this block in the middle of my page? I don't like that. So, um... Anyway, so when the story first uh, broke, there were rumors and people were upset because Jakes was at a celebrity, a well-known celebrity, uh, uh, some party, a a party, and then later it became some parties. And uh, this celebrity had a 
reputation for being uh, throwing these wild, immoral, sexually immoral parties. And this all came out because of charges, allegations that were made by this celebrity's um, ex-girlfriend that were pretty bad, pretty bad, some pretty bad things. Um, as I've said many times before, um, it seems to me that the the girlfriend, though she was 19 when she supposedly got involved with him and he was much, much older, she was still of age and she was a willing, she, she, anybody who knew of him knew what he was about before they got involved with him. So she knew what he was about before she got involved with him, but it probably just got worse, worse than she probably bargained for. And um, uh, now she's brought a lawsuit against him. Okay, and the, because of this, T.D. Jakes's name got drug into the mix because of him reportedly being at these parties. Okay, um, there's pictures of him posing with that with that artist with that celebrity. And so people were very upset about that because they they were told, and it was rumored, um, how horrible these parties are. And um, the issue, biblically, which I'm going to talk to you about, is that a, a man of God should not be partying with people who are doing these kinds of things, okay? Um, then it kind of, you know, he he came out, the pastor Jakes came out and addressed his congregation on a Sunday morning, um, which I thought was very inappropriate. I thought that a business meeting or several meetings should have been called when this hit the fan. The elders, the leaders of the church should have called meetings. They should have called business meetings not only with the elders but with the congregation and had him address the congregation and not do it in a surface manner like he did but address the actual content of the allegations. He did not do that, from my, in my opinion. I watched what he had to say. He did not get into any details. He just told them, if you came here to and expect me to defend myself against lies, then you can just basically sign off. You can sign off and you can leave because I'm not going to do that. And that's not the proper way to handle something as horrific as this, not according to biblical standards. According to biblical standards, It's that time again. I'll be back after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Did you know that the average teenager drinks twice as much soda as milk? Since 1983, sugar consumption in the U.S. is up 28%. 
Why is that? There are several reasons, but one of the most common is soft drinks. 20-ounce beverages have become the norm, and it's not surprising to find that 43% of our sugar comes from drinks. Sugar is blamed for poor nutritional diets. USDA data shows that people whose diets are high in added sugar eat less calcium, fiber, iron, protein, and many other important nutrients. Fat-free foods are also a culprit. Since sugar is fat-free, many people tend to think it's okay to eat as much as they want. Remember that just because a food is fat-free does not mean that it's calorie-free also. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. <laughs> a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, I am actually talking about the fact that scandal can be traumatic. When people hear of scandal, many times there are those who have admired, sometimes even idolized, respected, followed, uh, even worshipped, which they're not supposed to do, some of these people, and then when they hear bad things about them, it shocks them, it brings them to tears, it makes them doubt, um, themselves and others, and it it can be traumatic. It can split churches. If this is happening in a church or a ministry, it can split the ministry right down the middle because people have to choose sides. They have to decide who they believe, who they don't believe. Oh, not to mention the damage that it can cause in the marriage if one of the partners in the marriage is being accused of doing these things with other women or other men, then the trauma that goes there and the trauma from, oh my goodness, now my printer is kicking in. Hold on a second. I don't want you guys to hear all that. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm sorry for that. It paused and it wasn't supposed to print. (laughs) It said it wasn't going to print. Now it's printing. 
after I'm back on on air. But anyway, <laughs> the trauma that it can cause in a home. So, you know, I'm addressing this from that perspective. The fact that scandal can be traumatic, that's why it's uh, doing things that cause scandal is such a bad thing. It's such a bad thing. The 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 number of people and the institutions that it hurts is just too much. It's just too much. And so when we find ourselves hearing about these kinds of things, you know, we need to walk it through um, a certain way. We need to walk it through a certain way. And what I was saying before the break is that um, scripturally, biblically, that we as believers, at least, are not supposed to bring an accusation against an elder, which basically is like an older person, a leader, a representative in the church, in the body of Christ, except we do it in the mouth of two or three witnesses. In other words, you're not supposed to just falsely accuse, you know, get mad at someone just because you don't like the way they said this or the way they said that and falsely accuse or spread rumors because scandal can ruin someone's reputation. It can ruin their life. It can... Um, destroy an individual, okay? So, but it does not mean that they're above rebuke or correction. It just means that you're supposed to have other witnesses that are corroborating what you're saying, not just that they go with you so that you can confront this person because everybody seems to want to, you know, expose and out and publicize other people's flaws and faults. You're supposed to be very cautious about that, okay? You're supposed to have other witnesses to corroborate what you're saying. So that's the first thing. Well, apparently this stuff started leaking. The allegations that were being made against uh, Pastor Jake started leaking, because of him being at this party and this whole criminal thing that came up. And then it went from um, things like calling him a power, a power something. I can't remember if it was a power boss or a power something, and basically saying that because of all the power that he has, you know, that he can make things happen and people have to kind of like, you know, go along with what he wants and him allegedly grooming um, people that were coming up under him, men that were coming up under him. Then it went from that to um, saying that he was with multiple men at these parties and these events. And then the next thing I know, it was like people were saying uh, that there was proof of actual texts, text messages between him and some of these at least one of these previous men that uh, uh, spoke in a roundabout way about grooming um, texts that were sent in the wee hours of the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, between the two of them saying things like, I'm thinking of you, and just things that were concerning, were very concerning, okay? And so... The last thing that I heard 
in one of these podcasts, and I don't even remember all the names of the different podcasters, because there's new ones popping up that I've never even heard of before. But supposedly was that this bishop offered to pay this person a half a million dollars to be quiet, to be quiet and not to expose or reveal any more of these texts, which in itself does not sound good, is not according to biblical, a biblical response of how a man of God or a man of woman should respond to these types of allegations. If someone makes these types of allegations against you, you have an obligation to the body that you represent to clear them up, to to be transparent, to be open, to be honest, especially if they are not true, but even so if they're true, because if it's gotten to this point where the Lord has allowed you to be publicly exposed, then that means that he has already warned you. He has already tried to get your attention. He's already tried to turn you around, and you're in a really bad condition if it's gotten to this point, okay? So the leader, if you are truly a man or a woman of God and you have fallen, you have, you're struggling, you've fallen into sin for whatever reason, then you have an obligation to be transparent, to be honest, because you can be redeemed. You can be restored. But you can't be unless you're honest. All right? You may lose your position. You may lose your, you know, reputation, so to speak, but you your soul will be restored. Your soul will be restored. And if God sees fit, he can even restore the work that you were called to. But some restoration needs to take place, and it needs to take place with proper accountability. Okay? So um, let me just say, as I said, I was going to say, that I printed this off of, um, who was this? Charisma. Charisma News their well-known Christian magazine, and apparently they reached out to Jakes' ministries, and Jakes' representative spoke on his behalf and says, the representative emphasized that the claims are based on false, sensationalized misrepresentations and deep fake photos. This is Jakes' response to all this. I told you all that I, I watched and listened to him address his congregation, which um, I completely disagreed with how he addressed his congregation and felt very disheartened myself. I have not followed him for years because I already saw that he was um, um, not who he should be as a man of God, but I was still very disappointed and, and uh, troubled to see all of this unfolding. Did it make me happy at all? The representative goes on to say the allegations against Jakes have been trending on social media platforms. Um, uh, and, and on YouTube channel known as Tough News. And then they talk about the singer who turned over the um, evidence to charge Diddy um, in the allegations that she brought against him, and they allege that Jake's attended sex parties. Um, 
And he goes on to say, however, the source of these allegations has not been verified, and a representative from Tough News did not respond to requests from comment. And I'm not sure, but I thought I read what the representative said. Let me see if I can find it. They, uh, Bishop Jakes was in L.A. for important business meetings, this is what they said, and we felt that a quick appearance at the former chairman of Revolt's birthday event, so apparently the party, this particular party, had something to do with the birthday event for chairman of Revolt's. It was the respectful thing to do since Bishop Jake's sermons are aired on the Revolt Network, he explained. I had a question mark about that. His sermons are aired on the Revolt Network, and the way that this Revolt Network was celebrating was through some sort of a sex party, though? Okay. That doesn't line up with Scripture. Okay, we're not even supposed to be unequally yoked in business, in bed with, doing business with that kind of filth. Okay, he goes on to say, we both greeted the family. Bishop Jakes recorded a brief celebratory birthday video. He says recorded a brief celebratory birthday video. He doesn't say what that recording was. I have seen video of Jakes and his wife dancing. Of course, I don't. they don't show you where that dancing was at, so you can't trust that in and of itself, but this representative doesn't even tell you what the celebratory birthday video was, but he says, and they left immediately to take our other scheduled meetings. Any accusation to the contrary is wholly unsubstantiated, unverified, and false, Williams insisted. Okay, and so Jakes was denying this, but supposedly the podcaster that was releasing some of the texts. Um, took pictures of I'll be back after the break. Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, and any major bookstore. Overcoming Sexual Abuse.
I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, I'm running out of time, so let me try to give you um, some more of the update about the IHOP situation like I told you I was going to do, and then try to throw in the biblical perspective because it covers both of these situations. Okay, the article that I found about that situation is from the Kansas City Star, and um, it's dated December 23rd. IHOP confirms inappropriate behavior, announces permanent split with founder Bickle, okay, Um, saying it has confirmed a level of inappropriate behavior involving the well-known charismatic leader, all right? One of the executive directors, Stuart Greaves, had resigned and stepped down from the organization's board of directors. He gave no explanation. Um, People will surely wonder about the details, but IHOP does not have permission from those individuals to share details. Um, It goes on to say that it amplifies IHOP's conviction that a complete investigation should be conducted into the allegations of clergy abuse, clergy abuse by Michael Bickle. The women are accusing him of clergy abuse. For some reason, this stupid block has showed up in all my pictures. I guess they didn't want me to print this. Um, So uh, we pledge to then implement any and all changes necessarily to church policies, procedures, and culture to ensure that IHOP does not travel down this difficult road again. We have met and plan to continue to meet with the advocate group in an effort to establish trust and common ground. We ask the community to pray for this process. So there's controversy over how the investigation was being handled, the fact that they hired a law firm to do the investigation. Um, The trauma just goes on and on and on. It doesn't stop with the initial two people maybe or the next woman that was involved like in the in the Bickle situation it was with women in the Jake situation the allegations are him being with men it doesn't stop with those individuals it continues it's like a cancer and it's affecting and hurting everybody connected to them um, I forgot all about this major interview that was just conducted. My daughter was telling me about this person that I never even heard of. I, If I did, I, I didn't ever pay attention to him, but he was someone who's in the, uh, what do you call it? He's a comedian, I believe. And um, he did some interview, about a three-hour interview that went bonkers. It just went viral and in the millions, millions, multi-millions of people watched it, where he also talked about some of these very same stories with Jakes and Diddy and other entertainers, 
and, you know, according to him, validated uh, certain things, and a lot of it was bad, and it has to do with sexual immorality within the the entertainment industry. And so I'm like, wow, Lord, it troubled me. This all was like, Oh, oh, Lord, you, you said, Lord, you've been saying, you've been telling your people, you've been speaking through some of your prophets and, and saying that exposure was coming. So people did have warnings. These men had warnings. If there's truth to any of this, which it appears to be, they had warnings to stop what they were doing. The Lord was saying that he was going to expose. The Lord was saying that he was tired of this, that it was coming before him as a stench in his nostrils, and that he was going to deal with it, because sin left unchecked only destroys. It only destroys. So they had opportunity, and believe it or not, it is still God's love. When he does expose, it is still giving them an opportunity it's like correction. It's like getting a spanking. It's like going to jail. It's like still an opportunity to straighten up and fly right and to redeem your soul. Like I said, you might lose your position um, and by the grace of God survive, but you will redeem your soul. You can be restored. Okay? So let me give you a quick overview of what the Bible says about the qualifications of leaders. This doesn't apply to the Epstein Island situation. Like I said, that's totally secular. It's totally of the world anyway, so that puts it in a slightly different category, but it's still horrific. The allegations and the accusations that go along with that were that people who frequented that island of every stature, royalty, government, Hollywood, you name it, that they were blackmailed and um, tricked into uh, performing very sexually inappropriate acts, and that's how they continued to rise in their various, um, you know, areas, if you will, was because, okay, now I got the goods on you, I'll give you, uh, you know, I'll do the connections. I'll help you make the connections that you need to make, but you got to do this for me. And it was something perverted. It was something perverted and something horrific. And I'm even hearing some people, prophets and different ones, say that there was a level of just, oh, my God, um, witchcraft and witchcraft and sacrificial things, um, just horrible, horrible, horrible things. I, I don't even really want to get into a lot of that because I only heard that from a few people and I didn't have a chance to, like, really dig into it. Do I believe it? Yes. But I haven't done enough research on it. So biblically, real quick, I'm going to take you to the book of First Timothy. And First Timothy talks to you about the qualifications of church leaders. Okay, so this specifically is addressing bishops and deacons, but it applies to any church leader, all right? If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desires the good work. A bishop then must be blameless. That's out of the gate. Out of the gate, the first thing that you read, a bishop then must be 
blameless. Blameless. Okay? So no bishop should have any of these types of rumors swirling around about them. Not a bishop, not a pastor, not a prophet, not an apostle, not a teacher, not an evangelist. No church leader should have any of these types of rumors, these types of rumors swirling around about them. They must be without blame, blameless, okay? The husband of one wife, vigilant, vigilant to me means watchful, um, prepared, always, you know, like on guard to be vigilant. They must be vigilant, sober. That's a reference to um, alcohol abuse or even wine abuse and being sober-minded, Have you know, being having a level head, being a seasoned thinker, being a mature thinker, sober, okay, of good behavior, of good behavior. The scriptures tell us not to let our good be evil spoken of. So no bishop, no leader, no pastor should be frequenting sex parties. So there was reports that he was supposedly the uh, Jakes was the spiritual father of Diddy. Spiritual father of Diddy. Diddy's living like the devil but you're the spiritual father of Diddy. So if you're the spiritual father of Diddy, then that makes you um, him like you or you like him. One of the two, okay? Scripturally, of good behavior, attending sex parties is not good behavior. I don't care how much you like this individual, Biblically speaking, that is not good behavior. Given to hospitality, apt to teach, he is able to teach. He is known for his teaching. That's why he supposedly got so big. Well, nope, according to allegations, a lot of these mega pastors get big because they do the things that are asked of them by the people in positions of power. Just like Satan took Jesus up on the mountaintop and said to him, bow down and worship me and I will give you all the kingdoms of the world. Well, that's what a lot of these mega pastors are faced with. And somebody with power says, I'll give you the platform that you want. If you preach the kind of messages I want you to preach, if you compromise and if you live, you know, foul, if you, if you do me a little favor, I'll do you a little favor. And it's not a godly thing, okay? Not given to wine, no striker, not greedy of filthy lucre. You know what filthy lucre is, people? Filthy lucre is a reference to money, loving money. That's one of the reasons I stopped watching Jake's many years ago, because I saw that he had had his image and his picture put on the platform of his stage where he was supposed to be ministering at, and I just began to see this interest and this desire for money, for money and fame, money and fame. Scripturally, a, a leader is not supposed to be greedy of filthy lucre, okay? I began to see these things years ago. 
Back in 2009, somewhere around there, and the Lord led me to, to stop gleaning from his ministry a long time ago. And many, many, many years later, just recently, he got in bed, basically made a deal with Wells Fargo, who who is outspokenly, outspokenly for the immoral agenda of same-sex unions and attractions, okay? He did a deal with Wells Fargo, all right? Not greedy of filthy lucre, but patient, not a brawler, not covetousness, one that ruleth well his own house. There's been scandal after scandal about his children, his adult children, divorce, allegations of sexual abuse, allegations of homosexual activity amongst at least one of his sons. I ran out of time. Do your own research. If I have to, I'll pick it up next time. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't let these things shake you. This is exactly why we're not supposed to idolize any man or woman. Any one of I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones on Toginet. Ladies, this is your chance to join us for stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet, in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a straight-up show to enlighten and to lighten your load. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. For more information on Diane and her book, go to her show page here on Toginet and email her directly. Then, get set to join us here again next Monday night for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com.